This is Novel Marketing. I'm Thomas Umstadt Jr. I'm James L. Rubart. And this is the show for novelists who want to become best-selling authors. And in this episode, we are going to, once again, for the fourth time, talk specifically about how to make more money as an author. Yes, this is our final episode in the How to Become a Career Writer series. This is part four. So for some summary, for those of you just joining the show, episode one was about how to think like a business instead of thinking like an artiste. Episode two was about how to make more money on the book itself and on the books that you write. Episode three was how to make more money with your writing skills and how to use your skills to supplement your book income. And now it is time for the advanced class. This (laughs) is for the uh, authors who are farther along in their journey. And we're going to be talking about how to make money with your knowledge or your expertise and how to make money with your celebrity. So, and, and it, it, rumor has it that Thomas is, yep, you're not going to believe it. I can hardly believe it, but rumor has it that Thomas is going to talk about Fabio. <laughs> I, I am. So <laughs> it's true. It's true. Oh gosh, I'm it's about true. to talk about Fabio. Some of you uh, may not know who Fabio is, but he is this muscle bound, long haired guy who was very popular in the 90s for very um, popular very popular in the 90s for being on book covers and it seemed like for a while he was on all of the book covers and the reason why he was on so many of these romance novels was that when right, he not was, all book covers <laughs> yeah not all book covers just just wrote the romance i'm talking about 90s romance <laughs> novels here this is this is a new day for the novel marketing podcast but uh, this is such a great story it's it's, it's worth sharing Fabio, in his height, when he was on the cover with a woman, holding the woman or kissing the woman or whatever, sales of that book would be higher by as much as 33%. So the presence of Fabio with a woman on the cover, 33% increase in sales. When he appeared all by his muscle-bound self, sales would go up by, wait for it, 45%. Wow. This is the Fabio effect. Seriously, 45% by himself. 45% by himself with those glorious muscles that the 90s women just could not get enough of. And so there would be a whole row of uh, Fabio. (laughs) He was like, he'd be in different costumes. It wouldn't necessarily look like it was him, but he was just very effective at selling books. So what they would do is they would have these photo sessions with Fabio. And in one day, they would shoot. 16, you know, 14, 15, 16 cover poses. They'd have a whole line of female models because there's a different female protagonist, right, for each book. So he, they would, you know, he would shoot with a dozen different female models and then he'd shoot some alone. So how much do you think he got paid for a day of shooting? This is a guy with each one of these covers that he's making, 33 to 45% increase in sales. How much do you think he got paid for a day's worth of shooting? So you're asking me to guess? Yes. What, what do you think? Just a okay. Ballpark. So photo shoot. He's doing 16 covers. So not not per cover. You're saying for one day of 16 covers, how much would he get? Right. I don't know. Twenty. Let's say probably in the twenty-five to thirty thousand dollar range. Yeah, you'd think, and it would probably be worth it because he's improving sales well, see, by that much. Forty-five percent. Yeah, it'd be more than that's probably undercharging. So right? he would get paid three thousand dollars. You have got to be kidding me. Yep, that's it. That's all. So $3,000 seems like a lot of money until you realize the effect that he's having. And he's not. it's not like he's doing a photo shoot every day. I don't know how often he would do these photo shoots. It's not super, super frequent. And so, um, yeah, it's like how on earth did he live off of just three thousand right. dollars a day. Just the the protein powder alone's got, got <laughs> the time in the gym. Well, the hair conditioner. Yeah. yeah, one does not simply wake up with Fabio's Fabio's body, and yet 
Fabio has made tons of money. In fact, he's used his popularity to turn himself into an iconic brand. The uh, moral of the story is that it's a lot easier to turn fame into fortune than it is to turn fortune into fame. So Fabio, uh, yeah. since he was so famous, was able to get TV deals. He'd get paid appearances. You know, if you're wanting to throw a party that's the party and you're a super wealthy person, having Fabio come to your party, you may pay him $50,000 to come to your party or some right. sort of appearance fee. And so his celebrity made him enough money where he ended up being quite wealthy despite the fact that he was not getting paid very much money for what, the thing that made him famous. And so a lot of authors are wanting the fame and the fortune to come together. And often what happens is that the fame has to come first. You have to do something that makes you famous first, and then the fortune follows along after that. And so you're not going to start famous. Most of you listening to this podcast are not famous unless you have a famous family or famous parents. Uh it takes a while to become famous, and not everyone becomes famous. This is why this is the advanced level uh, episode. That's why we're doing this fast uh, last. But there are some ways of turning your fame into fortune. So one way is to sell uh, special access. Uh, so it's kind of that red velvet rope, you know, with you pay, you know, a certain amount of money for the concert ticket, you pay extra money for a special access concert ticket. So to have events um, that you're hosting that you know, your readers can come to or online events that they can get special access to you and they pay to be a member of an insider's club. That's one way to do it. Uh, endorsing products. This is actually a really easy way to turn your fame into fortune. So Jim, say I'm a huge fan of your books, right? I just can't get enough James L. Rubart books, but we get how many books a year? How, what's your output right now? About a book about, a year? About once every nine months, nine to 10 months. Okay, so once yeah, every nine to 10 months. A year. Okay. So I read a hundred books a year. Or roughly 90 to 100 books a year I listen to on Audible. So I listened to your book, and that was one week's worth of reading down. I now have, you know, 40 weeks worth of reading until your next book comes out, and there's no more James L. Rubart. What am I going to do? Well, if I like you as an author, if I like your celebrity, and you recommend a fellow author, and let's say you use Amazon affiliates to do that, <laughs> um, and I click on that link and buy it through the affiliates, you actually get some money for recommending a fellow author, and you're helping keep that uh, relationship with me, your reader, for a longer period of time. And so selling uh, or promoting related products it can be a great way. Now, the risk here is that you have to promote products that you believe in and that are similar to what you create so that your readers would be interested. So you don't just want to create or promote products. I have to be honest. Okay. I because we have we not been honest up to this point. I'm, I'm getting we nervous. We have now, Jim. been. We have been. I like that <laughs> continued theme. Let's let's continue to go with that, Thomas. <laughs> so, it you you have to be honest, and and you have to make a, a a full hearted endorsement. So I have a general rule of thumb that I don't endorse a product that I haven't played with. I have to experience the product, or I have to have witnessed the results of that product in somebody that I know personally and trust so that's a, the same thing with endorsing i get a lot of people asking me to endorse a book and my biggest problem is just finding the time to read it and um i've had some people say well can you read part of it and then endorse it and it's you can't do that you have to read the whole book right have to read the whole book or use the product product thoroughly before you can endorse it because it only takes one time for me to to read a book that you endorsed and not like it, for me to not value your endorsement. There right. was a time when I was so frustrated that Seth Godin was not writing more books that I literally, and this is not 
and misuse of the phrase literally. This is a, a correct use <laughs> of the phrase literally. Bought every book that he endorsed. So if I saw a book at Barnes & Noble that's had a Seth Godin blurb on it, I would just buy it. That would I would stop right there and buy the book purely off of Seth Godin's endorsement. And, and it was kind of a policy of mine because I'm like, well, gosh, if Seth Godin thought – in his busy life, he found the time to read this book and endorse it. This must be good. This must be useful for my business. So I would just buy it as a, as a matter of policy. And so that can be a great way to leverage uh, your celebrity. Other way is to create related products um, to, your, to your book. So uh, a nonfiction example of this would be Dave Ramsey, uh, who's a financial guru. He writes books on how to get out of debt. And he encourages this wallet system uh, or this uh, envelope system. You have all these different envelopes. You put money in at the beginning of the month for different expenses. Well, you know, if he creates something like wallet, which I think he's done, where you have a single wallet that has all the envelopes in it to help keep it organized – well, that's useful if you're following his system that buying that wallet makes sense and it's a great way for him to make additional money off of his celebrity. So the more people who know who he is and follow his system, the more people who buy the wallet. In fact, people may buy the wallet who never buy the book. You know, they heard the system from a friend or their mom is making them follow the system and their mom buys them the wallet or whatever. Not, not that that's an example from my life. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I did for my first book, Rooms, it did well and we created a study guide. We did uh, a DVD. We actually went down to Cannon Beach where the book is set. We hired professional actors who acted out scenes from the book. And then I was on the DVD teaching on the four major themes of the book. And so that's an example of an ancillary product. So you got a workbook, you got a DVD. So that's uh, an example of an ancillary product that worked in fiction. It, it wasn't nonfiction. A couple of other merchandising ideas. Um, one is to create a poster of your book cover. Uh, this is something I'd like to see done more, especially when there's a really beautiful book cover. I'd love to, to have the option as a fan to buy that book cover, you know, and put it on my wall. This is very popular with films. People will buy the, the posters All the and, time, and yeah. decorate their walls. I, I see no reason why you couldn't do this with a book cover. And for my fantasy peeps out there, shout out uh, to the nerds of you listening. Um, <laughs> I would like to personally request, especially those of you who have audiobooks, I because I only listen to audiobooks. People send me their ebooks all the time. I don't ever read them because I don't read very fast, but I listen incredibly quickly. The biggest downside of an audiobook is that there's no access to the map of the world. And in fantasy, the map is very critical mm. uh, to understanding. I would pay money if I like your story, especially if it's a series. I'm doing several books. If I've read the first book and liked it and you've got this really detailed map, I would buy a poster of your map. <laughs> this is literally money that is on the table for all of the fantasy writers that I read, and I read a lot of fantasy writers, none of them have done this. I have money. I will give you money. I will shut up and take my money and sell me a poster of your map. It's, it's got to be a good map. But if it's a, like a detailed, like, I love that stuff. I, I love to stare at the map take of your world. Take my money now. Take my money while I'm listening to your book. That I may be the only nerd like this. So take this with a grain of salt. But as this is my opportunity to speak because we have a lot of people listening to the show all over the world. You fantasy writers, make me poster. If I like your book, I'll buy your poster. Um, it does go that way, though. I have to like the book first. So, the, again, this is, you have to have the celebrity before you can make money off the celebrity. But this is a great way of, of in, uh, increasing the revenue. Finally, if you have good iconography uh, or phrases or anything, like you could turn T-shirts, any sort of um, 
kind of insider joke like we almost did shirts for my book uh, called team radish which is an inside joke if you've read the book there's one of the scientific studies i reference in the book has to do with radishes it's very obscure but like my my launch team all wanted to buy shirts that said team radish and the easy inexpensive way to do this is to go on the website cafepress.com and what's cool about cafe press is that they do all of the work for you you upload the art and they will make mugs and mouse pads and t-shirts and ship it and credit cards and all of that. Now, they take most of the money, but the little money that you do get is more than the nothing you would have gotten if you weren't on Cafe Press, and it's way better than having to mess with shipping and managing inventory of you know seven different shirt sizes and all of that. It's too, too much craziness, but it can be a really great way of turning your celebrity into money. Okay, that's enough about celebrity. Let's talk briefly about knowledge. And this could be a whole episode, but because this is the novel marketing podcast and not the nonfiction <laughs> marketing podcast, we're going to cut this short. Now, I will just say, for those of you nonfiction folks listening, this is where the real gold is. Often this is where there's even more money uh, than with your book and all of the other things. And if you want to read about how to do this, there's an excellent book called The Millionaire Messenger, and it's about how to be a professional expert, basically, and how to make money with your knowledge. So we're going to give you a five-minute version of that whole approach. So, Jim, how do you make money with your knowledge? Info products. You know, you see this again and again. And back in the 90s, the, the real estate gurus was the big thing. We'll teach you how to flip homes and become a millionaire overnight, et cetera, et cetera. And the question was always, well, if you're so good at doing this, why don't you just go out and do that instead of teaching these seminars? Well, the answer is because the money is easier in giving the seminars and giving the information. And if you do have an area of expertise, you can take that expertise and you can turn it into audio courses. You can turn it into video courses. You can turn it into e-courses, focused e-books and PDFs. And I see this again and again. There's a couple of friends I have that are New York Times bestselling fiction authors. And right now, for the first time, they are diving heavy into the idea of, let me teach you how to do what I've done. Because the reality is the money that's coming to novelists is getting thinner and thinner. And so these guys who are some of the biggest money makers in the industry are turning to this idea of creating content that can help you. And I think it's going to be really helpful content, but they can make a lot of money using that expertise. I do want to put a disclaimer here, and that is that there's a lot of snake oil info products, and there's a lot of really... Yes, So yes. those folks hang out with the legitimate folks, and one of the key ways to differentiate yourself, and this is one of the things that we try to do, because we have some info products at Author, Author Media, is money-back guarantees, uh, because... You know, sometimes they're really pricey, but even if they're not, like a lot of our info products, like $17, they're not very expensive for, you know, a course on taxes or Pinterest or what have you. But we have a very generous, you know, money back guarantee, you know, no hassle, get your money back because we don't want, if somebody didn't feel like they get their, got their money back, we don't want their money. We don't want them unhappy. And it's a great way to ensure 100% customer satisfaction because somebody's not satisfied, you just refund them. You're not trying to talk them into, oh, did you really go through the course? Did you really listen to the audios? You know, I had some folks complaining about my, um, some of the meanest things that were ever said about the crowdfunding course we put together, I posted on a Facebook group and they came within five minutes of me sharing the course. So I posted the course and they got to these really, and I'm like, five minutes, how on earth? And I gave them a free copy and five minutes later, they're not liking it. I'm like, 
this is a 10 hour course, <laughs> 10 hours of like audio and video. And I've heard of speed like, reading materials. How on earth do you already know that you don't like it? But in a case like that, if we, if I had sold it to him, I just get your money back. You know, the, the, the nice thing is, is that since it's a digital product, there's no real cost. It's not like, um, I, you know, you need to return the book, you know, it's very low hassle. And I think that if you're going to get into the info product business, you, it's very important that you offer a very generous money back guarantee to separate yourself from those scam artists who tend to not do that. Uh, the next way to make money is with speaking. Uh, speaking is great because you have, there's two ways to make three ways really that this increases your revenue as a career writer. Uh, the first is that you get speaking fees. So there's this, uh, an initial amount of money somebody pays you to come and speak at their event. Uh, and the more famous you are, going back to the celebrity, the higher your fees are. So if you're Bill Clinton, uh, you know, Bill Clinton gets, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to speak for an for an hour. So every time he says, uh, that's 500 bucks. <laughs> um, so now he was president of the United States. Presidents of the United States get the highest speaking fees as a general rule. Bush, I'm sure, gets very similar amounts of money when he speaks. Perhaps not as much because um, I don't know if he's as famous of a, uh, skilled as a speaker. But I know uh, speakers who will make ten, twenty thousand dollars in a gig, and you work your way up there. So speaking fees can be a great way to supplement your revenue. Uh, the second is back of the room sales. And just for let me just yeah, jump in real it. quick, Thomas, because a lot of fiction writers are going, well, what am I going to talk on? And that's that's back to branding. That's back to what is the theme of your life, which Thomas and I help authors figure out. But you have a theme in your fiction that probably goes through all of your fiction. That's that's I have a theme that goes through every one of my novels. And so I've had people read my novels and then contact me and go, oh, can you come speak? Absolutely. So your your novels will generate people eventually wanting you to speak. What we're encouraging you to do ahead of time is think, okay, what kind of talk can I give that's based on my novel? The other thing I want to talk about is sometimes you do radio interviews or TV interviews, and this happens so often where you get on a radio or TV interview and you want to talk about your story. Well, honestly, no one wants to hear about your story. What they want to hear about is what your story. Oh, come on, Jim! But my story is interesting. <laughs> and let me tell heart. you about uh, you know how my story developed and how I came up with my the idea. Difficult childhood that led <laughs> yes, to all the anguish right. that went into this book. Nobody cares. That, that's right. No one cares. They care about what your story is going to do for them. And so when I'm on the interview, and I've been doing a lot of interviews lately because of the five times I met myself just came out. Um, I always talk about the theme, the themes that are in the novel not the novel itself. And so I encourage you, if you're on radio, talk about the themes. Talk about what it's going to do for people because if people catch that, they're going to go, ooh, we'd like to have James come and talk to us about that, not the book. Now, I do want to give you permission. Your book may not work for this, and that's totally fine. If you're write, writing romance and you know, you're not wanting to talk about romance tips, don't do speaking. This is not a requirement for everyone. But if there's a way for you to find themes if you're a novelist or if you're nonfiction, you know, speak on your area of expertise, this can be a really great way to supplement your income. In fact, I know a lot of speakers who become authors as a way to supplement their speaking career. So it's right. a way of kind of blending those two careers. In fact, we even built a plug-in um, it's called My Speaking Events and My Speaking Page. My Speaking Page is free. It allows you to create a page that's like a promo page for you as a speaker. So if you're wanting to get into uh, speaking, professional speaking, this page basically walks you through kind of paint by numbers how to create a professional speaking page to help you get more gigs. Uh, and that's free. You can get that. You just go to WordPress, search, search for My Speaking Page um, because so many authors were also speakers. 
the last uh, ways of making money with your knowledge and coaching, uh, helping other authors. If, if for you self-published authors, this can be really lucrative. If you've figured out the process and you've got a Rolodex full of contacts of good people to know, you know, there's other authors may be willing to pay for that help so that they don't have to learn things uh, the hard way. Or again, if you're nonfiction coaching on your area of expertise, uh, this can be hundreds of dollars an hour if you get to be a high enough level coach. It's a very legitimate way to supplement uh, your income. And it can be extremely rewarding. This summer, I'm going to be uh, doing a coaching class with two other uh, novelists. And we did it last summer. We're going to be doing it again this summer. And it is so satisfying to take something that you've learned tell it to somebody and see the light go on in their eyes. It's, there, there's something so gratifying about giving back um, to somebody that's a little further back on the path than you. Uh, the final way uh, to make money is with something like podcasting, uh, where you sell, sell your knowledge. Uh, although we have done a very poor job of monetizing this podcast. <laughs> uh, I, we don't sell ads. I just we promote products that I've created. Um, so... We may be doing a better job of this in the future, trying to make this more of a win for us uh, financially. But I do know people who make very good money on their podcasts. They have lots of advertisers, and they pursued that. And so that's a way to sell sell your knowledge. You know, we're basically giving everything away for free, which we hope you all enjoy uh, and find useful. Um, and if you don't, you know, you don't have to listen, and we'll refund all of the money that you paid for this podcast. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Our podcast comes with an unconditional lifetime money back guarantee. Money back guarantee. Uh, yes, that's the benefit of, of being free. But no, seriously, things like podcasts are, are other ways that you can sell your knowledge. So I hope this helps. This has been a long series. We've never done a series that's four episodes long. I, I hope you've enjoyed this. I hope you found it helpful. And I hope that you're able to become more of a career author and maybe you know you're, you go from 20 percent of your income to 40 percent of your income comes from writing related uh, activities um i, I do want to give you one final i want to say this again don't do everything we suggested <laughs> there's no human alive who does all of these things these are all options so find what fits you so if public public speaking if you'd rather be in the casket than you know giving the eulogy don't do public speaking. There's other ways to make money. If the idea of being on stage just like, thrills you and excites you, look for ways to tie in themes to your book. Uh, there's a lot of money in. There's a lot of gold in them. There are hills, as they used to say. <laughs> and finally, when you do a series, a lot of questions come up, and this is good timing because our 80th episode Q and A extravaganza is coming up soon. So if you have questions that have come up as you've listened to any one of these four, please shoot us an email. We'd love to answer that question. Or fill out the form at novelmarketing.com. It's the easiest way. Or you can tweet us or Facebook us questions. But yeah, Novel Marketing, there's a ask a question form. Just fill it out. We'd love to hear your question. All right. Uh, today's featured re iTunes review comes from Erin Taylor Young. Uh, she says, these podcasts are full of great tips to help you become a more effective marketer. The information is presented clearly and professionally. The topics are relevant and the format is entertaining. I look forward to many more episodes. So thank you, Erin Taylor Young. And her website is AaronTaylorYoung.com. And she is the author of Surviving Henry. Uh, which book. which is a great book. It's a great book. It's about her dog, uh, written with a great humor. So if you're somebody like likes uh, likes uh, humor, that's you like dogs, and if you like yeah, dogs laugh. and humor, that's definitely. I don't know anyone who likes those two things. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who likes that? <laughs> oh, if you'd like to hear your name and book mentioned on Novel Marketing, all you need to do is leave us a review with your name, your book title, 
Um, and then, of course, your review. And it doesn't even have to be a positive review. Yeah, you know, we were <laughs> complaining about not getting paid. All we ask is that you leave us an iTunes review. <laughs> That's right. It's like our sole source of monetary compensation, although it's not monetary. Anyway, you've been listening to James L. Rubart and Thomas Umstead Jr. on the Novel Marketing Podcast, giving you novel ideas on how to promote yourself and your writing offline, online, and everywhere in between. Thanks for listening.